Technology is a constantly changing and advancing field that we find ourselves relying on more and more, which has led to a boom in demand for computer scientists. The University of Texas at Austin has one of the highest ranked computer science departments in the nation, and its campus is home to almost 2,000 undergraduate computer science majors. However, only 20% of these students are women. At a school where women make up more than half of the student body, this disparity can be hard to ignore. And it's not like, it's not like, I don't feel like I belong, I do feel like I belong. Like, in terms of my CS classes, I would say the representation in terms of gender is very equally split. Like, I would see, you know, I would have like, I would see tons of girls in my class. That was Jenny Steinhauer, a computer science sophomore here at UT. Jenny uses she and they pronouns, so I'll be referring to them using both. Like sometimes I would walk into the computer lab and I would just be like, oh, like there are like two girls, other, two other girls here with me. And then like 20 more guys who are in the lab, which is totally fine. Like I've never been personally subjected to uh, any sexism and misogyny in terms of the CS uh, department. But it's a thing, like you just, you just see it and it's really hard to ignore. I would also, you know, try to walk into some of the CS-related clubs here, and also the same thing would happen. Another area in which the gender disparity can be seen is the computer science school's pods, which are similar to FIGs, or first-year interest groups. These are small groups of students that meet weekly with a mentor for a seminar. The students are also enrolled in a few classes together, so as to build community and help them find familiar faces. Computer science freshman Angelica Sharma is in one of these pods now, her pod is diverse, and she thinks UT does a good job at making people feel included. However, there are some pods that only represent one type of identity. I've heard from people that there are some pods that don't have any girls, and then some pods where it's just half girl, half guy. So I think they're trying to split it up so that if a girl is put into a pod, they don't feel left out. Laurel Davis, a senior academic advisor for UT's Department of Computer Science who organizes the pods, confirmed this and said that about 20% of pods are single gender or all male. Priya Barve, a computer science senior, also had thoughts on the pods. CS department did a good job of like not having like one girl in a, we had pods, not having just one girl in a pod surrounded by guys. Like if there's girls in a pod, then the pod is gonna be like 50-50 split. So then like my pod would be like, like 10 girls and 10 boys. And so you don't feel like there's like that much non-representation, but then you have to remember, and then I talked to other guys, friends and they'd, and they'd be like, oh yeah, my pod is all boys. I was like, your whole pod is boys and not a single girl. And then I realized like, oh, they're probably trying to keep like more girls in like one pod together so they don't feel like alone, which I thought was a nice thing. But then also it's like, it's crazy that there's just like literally all like pods of like all men because that's just the representation. Although there is an imbalance in gender representation in UT computer science, Women in the program can find community through organizations like Women in Computer Science, or WICS for short. WICS's mission, according to their website, is, quote, to encourage and support women in computing through outreach, professional development, academic initiatives, and social events. These include an annual all-female hackathon, technical workshops, and events with corporate sponsors. Jenny told me more about what exactly WICS does and her experience with them. I first learned about Wix back in freshman year, pretty early on. They do a really good job in terms of getting the word out and recruiting. And I just 
uh, dropped in the meeting and I was like, oh wow, it's all girls. <laughs> That's really nice. And then I went to a couple more meetings. Usually it ha it's more like uh, like a, com a dinner with the company that's recruiting CS majors here at UT or like a networking event or faculty launches, that kind of thing. It's more professional related, pro professional development related. Usually you go to these to network to see if you can land an internship over the summer or job when you graduate. Priya has been part of Wix since her freshman year and is now Wix's corporate lead. She gave a little more insight from an officer's perspective on Wix's goals and the types of opportunities they offer. When I was a freshman, I feel like Wix was the one thing I had in computer science that made me feel like, oh, I actually have a community in this school. And it's a community of women um, that are going through similar things that you are. So that made my transition into college a lot easier. Like now I'm a senior, still an officer of Wix. I'm more on the corporate side, which is like the big career slash professional opportunities that Wix tries to offer to all of our students, like all of our members. And from that side, I feel like it's it's more about helping younger students find their voice and get used to like what it'll be like to like network or recruit or talk to people that work full time in different industries and learn more about it and like just kind of stand up for themselves and also be able to be proactive about like leading their own career. Um, so we have like a number of different workshops and events and networking opportunities that we like plan with a bunch of different companies. I think it's like 25 companies now. We're just trying to like provide them with an opportunity to learn the skills that you don't learn in your classes. Um, and at the same time, give them a network of people that they can lean on when they need something. Having a network of peers and mentors helping you find opportunities is a great resource for women studying computer science. What happens after landing a job or internship offer, however, is an entirely different animal. Negotiation can be a big determining factor in salaries, and Priya shared how this has affected her and how she thinks it can affect other women. Some companies, I feel like, have now taken a step, which honestly I kind of like, that they just give you like as much money as they can in that initial offer and they don't negotiate. And the reason I think they do this is because a lot of times, like they talk about the wage gap, they talk about like gender wage gap. A lot of times what happens is that men will negotiate harder than women will. And so even if both candidates are equal, because of negotiation, a guy will get paid more. The company I interned at this last summer does negotiate and I didn't know that. Um, so I didn't negotiate for an internship salary, which I didn't know you could, to be honest. And I come into the summer and then, you know, like I feel like there has been a movement, especially towards young with younger people about talking openly about the salaries and like what you're making and so I talked to a bunch of girls and we were all like okay we're making around the same and then I asked one of like my guy friends at the internship like oh like by the way how much are you making and then he was like oh I'm making this much and it was more <laughs> and he was like yeah no when they called me they offered me that much and they said they were open to negotiation and I was like when they called me they offered me less and they never told me that they negotiated you know uh, so that was like a shock. That was like one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, this is a real thing where guys get paid more. Like this is actually a thing. Like people don't think it's a thing or they think like, oh, like, yeah, it's a myth. Like some guys will say that to you. It's not a myth. Like it happened in, my, in front of my eyes. As Priya mentioned, some companies are taking steps toward equity. And with that comes diversifying their pool of employees. Big companies such as Microsoft highly encourage women and other minorities to apply to their jobs and internships. 
and Google has a dedicated internship program designed to give opportunities to members of underrepresented groups who are interested in computer science. This seems great on the surface, but it has caused some controversy within the computer science community. Computer science sophomore Jenny had thoughts on this. Obviously, it's controversial. Some people argue that you're taking someone less qualified because of their gender. And just to, you know, fulfill diversity quota, quote unquote, which I really hate saying, saying that. And so it's, you know, it's controversial because of that. And I've also heard this personally from people who are, who go to other colleges and who are like, oh, someone from my college who's one of the most top performing in my class in CS, who's the, who codes most efficiently, who has like the best code, didn't get into this company, but someone who's not really good at coding, but who's a girl, ended up going into the company. And I hear stuff like that, and it's just something obviously pretty infuriating to hear. Because when you say something like that, you directly invalidate everything that person has ever done, has ever learned, has ever put into CS. Like you may not know what their story is like. You may not know the amount of work they put in. You don't know their background. And just saying stuff like that, just invalid, invalidate everything they have done. And it just like, oh, you got me because you're a girl. And that's the only reason you got this job or internship. And it's, it's, it's pretty sad to hear stuff like that. And as a girl and as someone um, getting an internship in one of these like big companies, um, I I personally have had these comments directed towards me, not just getting internships, but even just getting into CS at UT. I've had people who are like, oh, you only got in because you're a girl, because they wanted to fulfill the diversity quota. Dr. Meek Young Han, an associate professor of instruction in UT's computer science program, previously worked at Microsoft as a software engineer. She told me about a problem that goes hand in hand with this controversy, the pipeline problem. Companies are attempting to diversify the workforce because there are many groups that are underrepresented in computer science. But if women and other underrepresented groups aren't applying to jobs and internships in large numbers, then fixing disparities becomes a lot harder. Say, you know, you are you're serving as a faculty in an admissions committee <laughs> and you read all these applications, right? Um, they're like way more uh, um, uh, male application than female. And, and yes, I mean, uh, there is also a question, should we really take a look at the background and gender and then make a decision? That's also very, confi- um, what is it, controversial issue. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that helps. Like if we don't like, don't look at the last names, <laughs> somehow we don't, uh, don't look at any, anything that kind of, uh, you know, give a hint that what background that student might be in. Uh, then maybe we can, you know, like truly not discriminate, but then that does not solve the pipeline problem. You know, like anyway, the application applicants, 90% male and then 10% female. And then even if we do everything very, you know, we anonymize everything, we delete all the names and genders and everything. And then we make a decision still, it'll be nine, 90 to 10, <laughs> 10. Yeah, often it all goes all the way till, you know, K, K through 12 education and um, those things. So like the better fix is fixing that pipeline from the very first 
experience. So, yeah, let the girls compete in the Lego <laughs> or robotics. That's a whole, whole society problem, I guess. Yeah, the whole the education. The pipeline problem begs the question: Why are women not applying to computer science? A lot of the time, computer science isn't pushed in young girls' directions as heavily as it is for boys, and some girls can grow up with the notion that they don't have a place in tech-related fields. Priya told me that growing up, robotics and tech were things she simply wasn't aware of. Ten, fifteen years ago, it wasn't even marketed towards girls.、Um, you know, like it comes, it starts from the very beginning. You get the dollhouse, and they get like the Lego set,、um, and. I I felt like when I was at that age, at least, like those things were always very boyy. Like they're for boys. No,、oh, that's for boys. And you're kind of like, you're kind of taught from the beginning. Or not taught, but like it's just kind of ingrained. Like oh, those like gadgety things are for boys, and the dollhouses and like those types of things are for girls. And I love that stuff. But at the same time, I never had exposure to the tech side. The male-dominated environment can also be intimidating for girls who may be interested in computer science. Some of the women I spoke to expressed that they were more soft-spoken and quiet at first in their classes and internships, and felt that they weren't always taken seriously. This can be especially true for girls who weren't introduced to computer science when they were younger. Here's computer science freshman Angelica Sharma. Like if they are introduced to it in high school, it's very easy to feel intimidated because a lot of people, a lot of guys, especially, tend to make CS their life. Unfortunately, <laughs> like they know way too much CS, and it makes me feel like I know nothing. But but it's not like that. So sometimes you just have to not compare yourself to others. Um, because I've felt that a lot in my robotics club, for example. Even incredibly experienced women, such as Dr. Han, have felt the effects of this sort of environment. She reflected on her time at Microsoft and the first team she was assigned to. So、uh, the first team I worked on is a、uh, analysis services, a backend team uh, uh, of the server、um, server code, which is、um, quote unquote hardcore. So、uh, there were twenty、uh, dev- de- developers and then、uh, software developers, and then I was the only、uh, female developers, and I I had I honestly I have to be honest I said. I would say I had some hard time adjusting to that environment.、Uh, so that was my first team,、um, and I,、um, yeah, it I, it was not easy for me to navigate.、Um, you know, sometimes uh, uh, this tech culture,、um, like all male dominant,、uh, not, you know, not everyone uses the standard English. <laughs> A lot of cussing, I would say. Yeah, and then. Yeah, it's kind of like a culture. So, can we fix this problem? How do we change these environments to be more welcoming to women and other minority groups? And how do we encourage them to pursue their interest in tech-related fields? The women I spoke to had lots of ideas. Dr. Han, for instance, finds that confidence, mindset, and finding trustworthy people to talk to are important factors when entering a field like computer science. It's so important. To just acknowledge yourself and just be yourself, you know. Don't see yourself as only that、uh, that box. You are female, Asian. Your major is computer science. You, you, your job title is software engineer. But you know, just think outside of that circle and you know build that confidence in you.、Um, and yes, there are、uh, some uncomfortable situation and conversations.、Um, 
and you know um, it could be minor uh, aggression or it could be straight discrimination depending on uh, where and uh, how severe the situation is um, but remember that there's always a support group uh, and there are always allies like a male uh, allies um, um, or you know some people that you can always trust and talk about things openly um, that they may have a uh, you know different perspective or a more broader perspective that can help you. Angelica believes in reforming the way CS is introduced and taught to kids. She's working towards this change through her startup STEM Kids with a Z. The solution is making the education better, introducing CS in a better way. And so I've been trying to do that through this um, through this startup I have called STEM Kids, where I basically um, I, I, I teach students kids robotics. I had a beginner camp where if someone didn't have any programming experience, I would um, invite them to the beginner class and then I would teach them Python. So um, it was very diverse. The class was really diverse because when you're young, you don't really like there's not really a, you don't know about any stereotypes. Your parents just kind of enroll you. So it was a very diverse class. So I noticed there that it was a pretty good ratio between the genders because they're young. And um, I'm hoping that my camp kind of encouraged them to do it in the future too. But I think it starts at that level. It's not just for people who know math. It is for, you don't have to be nerdy. You, you, just, you just need to kind of dive into the details a little bit. And so that should be fixed at the education level. Ultimately, although there is still a long ways to go, Jenny sees a positive shift happening within the computer science community. They highlighted the new programs being implemented to change the status quo and someday bring about a future where people who have been historically underrepresented in computer science can have an equal representation and voice. I myself benefited from these programs. I, they inspire me to pursue CS. They gave me an environment where I get to interact with other people who are underrepresented CS. And then we get to have and discuss our shared experiences. And I feel welcomed. I feel that I can see, when I see people who like who have similar experiences as me succeed in CS, I believe that I can as well. I see people who are younger than me, including my sister, being affected by these programs and being inspired by this, having fun in these programs and wanting to pursue CS and never even doubt that they, there is no place for them in CS. And I feel like that's the future we need and that's the scene that we need to see in CS. It's not to exclude anyone from CS, whether they are underrepresented or overrepresented, but it's just eliminating that barrier of knowledge and access that's make them doubt that they can't succeed in CIS. Priya echoed that sentiment. There has been, I think, a positive shift um, about not only just like, oh, like we need more women, like female representation or more diversity, but just like inclusion even when you're there, like once you're in the office and like being inclusive and like the things you say, um, the way you treat people and like, making sure like the environment is not a boys club. I've noticed that like at the few companies I've worked at, they like make a pot, like a, like an active effort to like not make it that. I've also seen like a push for more women to take on leadership positions, um, both in like the CS, like organizations that I've seen. And also like when I was like 
at these companies like i think there's one step of like let's get women in the work like women into stem and women into these engineering roles but then there's another step of like once they're there they shouldn't feel uncomfortable and feel like they're getting turned away i think that step has been like more of an initiative um which has been cool to see changing this culture may seem daunting but there are avenues to improvement and lots of people are taking the reins in their own ways to diversify the computer science community Women like Dr. Han are passionate about education and are role models to young women pursuing computer science. Organizations like Wix offer community and opportunities to women and other underrepresented groups. Initiatives like Angelica's STEM Kids are attacking the problem at its root. Although Angelica may not always see people that look like her in the computer science world, she knows that her identity is a strength, not a weakness. I like being myself, you know, it's, to me, I think even, even though it's as if you're a minority as a woman here, it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun being unique. You know what I mean? Like, I like standing out, um, you know, kind of pushing the barrier. So I feel great. I feel fine. This was a production of the Daily Texan Audio Department. This episode was reported and produced by me, Juliana Smith-Etienne. The music in this episode is by Poddington Bear. Special thanks to the women who told me about their experiences. Thanks for listening.